You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history, find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. So a little behind the scenes magic for those of you that are interested in this. Uh, I try and get these monologue episodes done in advance. I don't script them out, but what I want to do is I want to make sure that when I'm doing a show where it's just me talking... I kind of have my act together. And right now, I really don't have my act together because when I'm recording this is a few minutes after midnight, January 1st, 2021. So yes, I'm doing this on a night where majority of people are partying. And, uh, you know, I'm not completely three sheets to the wind, but uh, I did a little bit of uh, drinking throughout the day, had a nice bottle of champagne with my girlfriend and her mother while I'm staying uh, in the beautiful state of Maryland for the next couple of days to kind of get away and just spend time with her and her family and uh, you know I'm just enjoying the quiet right now because everyone is uh, everyone basically went to sleep well I mean everyone was basically falling asleep by the time midnight struck I actually took a nap in the middle of the day and that I took another nap closer to 10 p.m. and she woke me up and she's like, oh, come on, we got pop champagne and we have to get ready to watch the ball drop. And my gosh, the, the shows this year were strange. We jumped between ABC and the New Year's Eve uh, toast and roast with uh, the dudes from Community on Fox. And it's just, it's just weird. I, I said something on Parlor. I said uh, that the whole thing looked like the Capitol from the Hunger Games, just celebrities kind of glad-handing each other, and at one point they showed Kelly Osbourne in, in Times Square, and behind her instead of people, it's just like those inflatable, uh, you know, the, the, those inf- inflatable stringy people that you see in front of like car locks and stuff to try and get you to notice sales on used cars and stuff, you know, the, those, those inflatable people like their arms flailing they look they, they they i've always been creeped out by those but it just it was just so odd it, it was almost creepier than um than when you watched base uh, baseball and football games this year and you saw like cutouts of cardboard people in the stands it's just it's so weird and uh you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna be straight i hope that this year is better than 2020 2020 sucked but i uh you know just just because the date on the calendar changes doesn't mean that things are just going to magically change overnight. And as this episode comes out on Monday, I don't even know what's happening on January 6th. I mean, that can go one way or another. I've got uh, people who are going to be attending the Stop the Steal event. And honestly, like, I'm sorry, folks, but like, I don't know what President Trump is going to do. I don't know what Republicans are going to do. But I can tell you this, like, Joe Biden's going to be president. Like, you can run from it. Fear it, loathe it, 
but destiny ultimately finds a way. That's that's just the truth of it. All we can do is what I've been saying over the past year of doing this show, which is we, we got to take care of ourselves, we got to take care of our friends and family, and ultimately the best way to achieve the most amount of freedom is to achieve that within yourself. And we're talking financial freedom, spiritual freedom, physical freedom, because until you can achieve those things, you're not going to be able to help anyone else because you're being dragged down by the same factors they are being dragged down by. And, you know, a sinking boat pulls everyone down despite what the captain on the top of it says. Because ultimately, if we know anything from Titanic, it's that the captain's going to have to go down with the ship. So don't be the guy who's just hanging around, you know, telling people what to do while you're, you know, sinking with the ship. You got to figure it out. You got to get to the rafts and you have to know what's happening because things are getting weird. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have a choice. Like, we, we like to consider ourselves people of facts, people who listen to this show, obviously. I think you're a bit smarter. You're cut above the rest of them. But, you know, we're realists. Uh, we, don't, we, we don't try and pretend the world is anything that it isn't, and it is a world of challenges. It's a world where things are going to happen outside of our control, and no matter how much we complain, no matter how much we may not want something to be true, oftentimes we have to accept the reality of the situation because all we can ultimately do is provide ourselves with enough, with enough options so that way we can try and get out with the best outcomes for us and those we love. Um, that it, it's, it's just the way things are. And, you know, what, what I've wanted to do so far, we're, we're almost closing in on 100 episodes what I've wanted to do all, all year long leading up to these episodes as we come out of a presidential election, as we come out of a pandemic, is remind people two things. One, you know, if you're a new listener, let me tell you, this was supposed to be a travel show. When I was talking to Chris Spangle, um, the, the, the program director, the head honcho, the chief cook and bottle washer here at the We Are Libertarians Network, I told him, Man, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to just interview politicians. I want this to be a travel show. I want this to be a show where we celebrate life and the world around it. And when everything happened last March, um, things had to change. And ultimately, I think it's it's been for the better because we've been able to discuss many, 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 many topics from people that you might not typically hear on other political talk radio. And I, I often joke that I'm the only non-political show on an explicitly political network. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I offer. It's my cup of tea that makes me a little bit different from the others on the network. But everything comes with a purpose. Every episode matters. So I want to go ahead and challenge people who are tuning in maybe for the first time. Go back and, you know, listen to two or three episodes. Get a flavor for the show because everything compounds from one show to another, ultimately the, the mission is simple, and it's this. It's to broaden your knowledge of the world around you so you can figure out your place, your mission, and what you need to do to achieve true freedom in your lifetime. And, uh, you know, if you can understand that, you'll be prepared for many things because, you know, go, go online right now. Go to any of my posts on, like, Twitter or Parler, Parler especially. Um, 
you know, this is a, this is a very political platform. I don't need to go into too much detail, but look at the comments. What you have is a lot of people saying that they're going to change the world if they echo enough things, that they're going to go ahead and change the whole government if they just tell enough people, if they just go ahead and spam their messages with enough stuff, if they just go ahead and, you know, rally enough times or petition enough people or boycott enough things. Um, if, if you're one of those people, I can't help you. And if you see those people and you're not one of them, give your, give yourself a pat on the back because you're, you're not a lemming. You're a smart thinking person of action and you know what ultimately the, the big challenges are in the world. And it's keeping people in debt. It's keeping people unhealthy. It's keeping people, uh, you know, disconnected from their spiritual sense and it's keeping people, uh, away from you know their ability to move and transfer their wealth and make money, it's 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 getting it's getting tougher for all of those things. And I don't think this year is going to be any easier for people, especially if they came into the year as unprepared and unno- you know not unknowledgeable, but as ignorant about those things as ever before. Because no matter who's president, no matter who's in charge of what level of government, ultimately it's a you know, I think it was George Carlin who said it. It's a big club, and you just staying in it. So you might as well do what's best for you, so you can defend and protect those you love. Um, you know, we've got the Stop the Steal event coming up this week. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that 2020 is going to bring. We we spoke with a you know good friend of the show, Andrew Meyer, a few months ago, and what he said was, you know, we're we're entering in a chain in a era of rapid change. And within a week of that, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And then a month later, all the weird stuff with the election happened. And then, you know, like on New Year's Eve, my mom sent me an article about attack squirrels holding like, you know, grudge matches and killing neighborhood dogs in like Queens, New York. Like it's, things are, things are getting strange. Um, I mean, if, if you listen to our New Year's Eve episode, uh, well, it wasn't really a New Year's Eve episode. It didn't come out on New Year's Eve. But if you listen to like our last big 2020 episode with uh, Gary Collins from uh, Your Better Life and Brian Nichols from The Brian Nichols Show, we were talking about aliens and uh, younger theory and government conspiracies and stuff and just having a good old uh, awesome time. You, you know, this is a – this is a, it, it, was, it was a period where a lot of just stuff that we would never think we'd have to talk about or think about – was happening and something that's gonna kind of trigger certain events to obviously come that I'm gonna keep an eye on are the released complete JFK files. These are the ones that have been sealed from the Warren Commission that have an expiration date of 2021. Now I've got an article from Ranker.com. I'm gonna go ahead and include that uh, in the show notes today. I'll explain this, and then I'll actually go ahead and go into further detail about where, where this is leading. It says the complete JFK files are sealed until 2021. Um, you may remember, and I'm reading from the article, uh, I'll just kind of skim it. Um, you may remember the excitement surrounding the release of the previously sealed documents pertaining to Lee Harvey Oswald's 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Starting in 2017, the Trump administration, in compliance with the 1992 JFK Records Collection Act, declassified thousands of primary materials from the case, including documents that detailed Oswald's attempts to obtain a Soviet or Cuban visa during a trip to Mexico City, 
suggesting his intention to escape the U.S. after carrying out the assassination. Perhaps the most notable element of the release, however, was that the administration decided to hold back, despite the act's stipulation that all materials surrounding the investigation be made public within 25 years, the government resealed some documents for further review until 2021. What those withheld documents contain is impossible to say with certainty, but the current consensus holds up that they probably have more information on Oswald's activities in Mexico collected by U.S. intelligence offices in Mexico City. The family of U.S. diplomat Charles Thomas is actively pressuring the administration to expedite the release of the remaining documents. Thomas, who died by suicide in 1971, repeatedly attempted to investigate whether or not the Warren Commission failed to explore a connection between Oswald and a group of Cuban citizens loyal to Fidel Castro. And if, if you don't remember this, I mean, maybe you'll remember the fact that those documents talked more about how LBJ had clan ties how the CIA came up with a plan to bomb Miami and blame it on Castro and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, what's funny is right now, and you see this online, you've got a lot of angry Republicans. Um, you know, that Georgia Senate race is coming up soon, and you've got your Republicans who are like, you know, we have to hold the Senate no matter what. Republicans have to hold the Senate. And then you've got other people saying, you know, we need to sacrifice uh, the Senate majority in order to make sure we've got actual, uh, you know, conservative senators there. Because if, if you're like me, you look at Loeffler and you think you just benefit a lot from insider trading when a lot of people had their lives ruined in 2020. You don't deserve to be in the Senate. You deserve to be in jail. And, uh, you know, I, I strongly say, I, I strongly feel that as well, but I'm, I'm pretty agnostic as I've mentioned earlier. Um, you know, the thing is, there, there's a reason why these documents have these long periods of time, why they can't just be released when it's done. There's a difference as to why, you know, the Mueller report and everything was, uh, you know, pretty much public the moment it was done, why all these commissions choose when certain things come out. And ultimately, it comes down to this. What, what happens when these documents are extended for decades and decades and decades is, is twofold. One, they're waiting for people to potentially die. It's, uh, it's hard to get people to go on the record about something when the documents have everything there in writing with evidence when the person that you'd want to talk to is dead. So that's one reason. Secondly, so much changes. I mean, how many scandals, how many issues, how many fake controversies, fake situations were people trying to throw at the Trump administration the past four years. I remember Sharpiegate. I remember watching on MSNBC Chuck Dodd saying that Sharpiegate, you know, it was when Trump held up the map of that hurricane that was going to go up through through the Southwest. And, you know, he had the Sharpie drawing so it was going to go a different way compared to what the map said. And they kept saying, oh, this is it. This is the smoking gun. The walls were always closing in, and there was always a smoking gun, and it was always that moment. I think people forget there was an impeachment process at the beginning of last year. I was at the Washington Times at the, at the time, and I thought, you know, this is going to be the big story, but that died in like a week. Um, you know, so much stuff happens that when information finally does come out, what they're hoping is that enough stuff has happened that you're so distracted, that you're so emotionally drained, 
that when the information does finally come out, you don't care. Uh, you know, we joked about the whole alien UFO thing last week. I, I still think it's funny. But, uh, you know, don't you think it's kind of strange that a lot of the information coming from the Department of Naval Intelligence and DOD regarding whether or not they could confirm that those flying objects were of, you know, man-made design or engineering or not? Don't you think it's funny that that came out and almost nobody was talking about that? Uh, you know, the Afghanistan papers came out at the end of 2019 talking about our failed, um, you know, basically our, our failed policy uh, trying to make Afghanistan to a functioning country, you know, having to deal with the Taliban, everything uh, that got pushed out for, I don't know, what, whatever the next controversy was after that, that the media decided to go ahead and spend their time on. But, uh, you know, this is it now. It's, it's always been them. And by them, I mean, it's, it's these people, it's these faceless people that you don't get to see on TV, that you don't complain about online. It's the people running the day-to-day -day show. It's the people running the actual circus when the performers are out, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Mitch McConnell's, when the performers are out putting on a great wrestling match. You know, they, they might hit each other and everything, but ultimately they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, look what happened after this election. I'm still firmly in the camp, despite the difference of opinions that I have with other people at this network who are my friends and colleagues, that there was enough uh, evidence to basically say that we need to recount the majority of these states. And I still firmly believe that President Donald Trump won the election soundly, but that's not, you know, a here nor there. The issue at hand is that... Um, you know, as soon as the votes were cast, the man who went out and campaigned for these Republicans, the man who these Republicans say, were saying that they would do anything for and all this other crap, as soon as it basically showed that they won their seats and that, and, you know, as it is, Joe Biden has won, uh, where were they? Quiet, sitting in the rafters immediately looking at each other and looking at all the survivors, immediately thinking, okay, how do I take care of myself? It was a, it was an Ides of March moment. And, uh, you know, ultimately, McConnell's not going to contest it. You've already got Ben Sass and Mitt Romney in the Senate saying that they're not going to contest it. You've got people going after the Republicans in the House saying that, they will make sure that they never win again and they'll be removed from our society because they're going to contest the validity of the Electoral College and all that stuff and the electors. And, uh, you know, ultimately, we can go on and on and on and talk about the intentions of these people. But the thing is this. Uh, this, this isn't new. This is, this is a story that's been told a million times. And frankly, the truth is this. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's not conservative versus liberal. It's liberty versus tyranny. And these people are all friends. They're all in it for themselves. We saw it with every COVID relief bill. We saw it with every stimulus. We saw it with every aid package. We, saw, we see it with every bailout. We see it with every bill. We see it all the time, and we act surprised when it happens. We scream and we cry and we 
petition and we sign up and we bitch online and we yell at their TVs and we just act like it's it's just another new thing. And the truth is, if you just keep chasing that carrot, you know, hoping that, you know, your your tweets or your angry votes or going on Facebook and sharing a picture of Jeffrey Epstein or some shit, like it's going to change the world. And the thing is, it's just not. It's just not. Somebody killed an American president. And the official records of that assassination are disputed by not only many academics and historians, not only by many people who were formerly in law enforcement, but the majority of Americans look at that and they say, we don't trust it. We don't believe the story. And if, let's say, Oswald did kill the president and that he was acting alone, we shouldn't have had to wait 25 years or more to learn the full facts. We shouldn't have had to wait for enough controversies and schisms and scandals and life events to go by for enough people to die naturally or by other reasons to learn the truth. And they do this on purpose. And they'll continue to do it. Let's go back to that list from Ranker. And you can go ahead and see the full list of things that are going to be released within the decade. But in 2027, the FBI transcripts on Martin Luther King Jr. and his supposed ties to communism will be sealed until 2027. The papers of Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger, who presided over Watergate, are sealed until 2028. Quote, sensitive documents related to Edward VIII and his marriage to Wallace Simpson are sealed until 2037. That's odd. Let's read a little into this. Famously scandal-plagued and short short rule of Edward VIII has had more than its fair share of popular gossip, but there's still one episode about which the public will have to wait and learn the full details. They're contained in Box 24, which is officially under seal until 2037. Edward assumed his role as King of of the United Kingdom in January 1936, but abdicated in December of the same year. He married the twice-divorced American Wallace Simpson, and their romance caused crisis. The official records surrounding his short tenure, as well as their romance, have served as a grist for Best Picture winner The King's Speech and one of Netflix's most popular series, The Crown. The public speculates uh, Box 24 contains documents concerning Edward's support for negotiating peace with with pre-World War II Nazi Germany, and letters from the Queen Mother attacking Simpson's character, making their concealment an attempt to save face. Now, that's obviously something that the British government has control over. It's not American. But here you have another example overseas. Why is it taking almost a full century to learn about this? I mean, we get along quite well with the Japanese and the Germans. I highly doubt that this would cause anything especially if half the royal family dying or running away or hiding because they were going to Epstein's private island and things like that. But let's, let's go down a bit more. JFK's file from Harvard's Psychological Studies of College Men 
sealed until 2040. That's not even this decade. That was incorrect. That's 2040. In 2040, I will be... How old will I be? That, that's going to be... Oh, wow. I can't do math right now. I'll be in my 40s. But no, no, I will be in my... Uh, I got to do math. I'll be 20. I will be in my 60s by 2040. That is uh, that is horrifying. Now I should be... Gosh, I got to do math. Let me see. See, we do this live. I should have figured this out. This should not be that hard. 20, 40, minus 20, 21 equals 19, 19 plus, I just turned 26, equals 45. Okay, so I won't be in my 60s because I've had some alcohol and I'm stupid. I won't be in my 60s, but I'll be 45. I'll be 45 before that comes out. JFK will have been dead for freaking, um, uh, more math, uh, 77 years. 77 years. 77 years. And let's look at this thing. What, what the hell is this? In an attempt to glean information on happiness, lifetime earning potential, and the role of relationships in, health, in healthy lives and more, Harvard researchers initiated the grant study in 1938. Their methods were relatively straightforward using interviews, uh, regular check-ins, physicians' records. They followed a group of 268 Harvard students over the course of their lives. The experiment continues even to this day as new generations of researchers handle the regular collection of data of the 19 surviving participants. While the identities of the original 238 are largely anonymous, researchers have identified a number of them, including... President John F. Kennedy. His record will not be accessible to the public until 2040. While many of the Kennedy's more salacious tendencies are widely known, substance abuse and philandering, for instance, his grant file will surely cast a new light on his life. So, I mean, multiple things regarding just one president alone. But let's go down a little bit more. Documents recording the sinking of the Lusitania, of the, well, I'm sorry, not the Lusitania from World War I, the Lancastria are sealed until 2040. The sinking of the Lancastria is a largely forgotten episode from World War II in which anywhere between 6,000 to 9,000 British troops and French refugees lost their lives. Hard figures remain tough to come by due to the absence of publicly accessible documents on the tragedy, which are set for release in 2040. I mean, that's 2040. I'll be 45. That's amazing to think of. Um, let me see. The interrogation transcript from Deputy Fuhrer Rudolf Hess is sealed in 2041. I'll be 46. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's dead, and most of the people dealing with that are dead. Records concerning the RAF's mistaken killing of thousands of survivors transported on a German boat are sealed until 2045. RCAF secret 5,000 documents are sealed until 2045. The private correspondence of T.S. Eliot and Emily Hale is sealed until 2020. This article came out in 2019, so that should be publicly now. And I mean, this is this is this is hilarious to think of, but 
what what I'm getting at is, you know, there's always a politically motivated reason, um, you know, for the Kennedy stuff alone. How many people have really tried in government now? Government have tried to paint President Kennedy in in a certain light, despite knowing the things that we know about him and his family. I think President John F. Kennedy is one of the greatest American presidents, and it's uh, it bothers me to this day that his killing his not no, no no justice will have ever come out of that. And as long as those documents are being kept away from the public intentionally, um, you know, no no justice will come. The American people have a right to know what happened to their president and what really went on with the Warren Commission. Um, you know, my opinion of him might change if I learn certain things about him or about him and his life during that Harvard study and stuff, but it doesn't matter. The, the truth, the truth is what matters. And no matter what happens, they will always keep stuff from you. They will, they will look out for themselves before they look out for anybody else. And no matter what comes out of January 6th, I'm sorry, but I, I just, I don't feel as hopeful as other people do about certain outcomes. And as much as I would like to say that, you know, Trump will be our president, it, it doesn't matter if he is or if he isn't, because there, there are bigger problems going on for my life and for yours. And until we begin to really understand them, I mean, where, where does the change happen? So let, let's, let's look at the scenario. Let's say some miracle happens. Trump is still in office until 2024. Look at your life. How is your job? Are you financially free? Have you killed debt? Do you have multiple streams of income? Do you have an emergency savings? Do you have investments? Will you be able to retire comfortably? Will you be able to take care of your parents, your children? Let's look at your health. How, how are you doing? Are, are you where you should be physically? Are you, are you hooked up on drugs, on other things that you shouldn't be, you know, depending on for whatever reason? What about spiritually? When did you look at the news and see something bad and think that, you know, ultimately God is in control or whatever you believe in? Are, are you a man of today or are you a man of eternity? That should be your question. Until we can answer these bravely and with confidence, regardless of where the chips may fall, you're going to be constantly chasing the goals set out by the media by these politicians, by status, they're constantly going to go ahead and take away more and more of your civil liberties. Because I'm sorry, if this year you're still lost in the theater, you know, wandering around in the fog of this constant mental and information war, I don't know what to tell you, whether you're right-leaning or left-leaning. This cannot be an age of continued ignorance. We have to understand that until we really assess what is important, and until we really begin to take a look at the broader world around us and our place in it and understand what we need to do as people with free will and a destiny for each and every one of us, 
I can't guarantee things are going to get better for you. Because even if things don't look better for, you know, society at large, we can at least try and make it better for ourselves. It's a short episode, um, but, you know, I, I wanted to just come to you fresh. I wanted to come with you from the heart before a lot of these bigger changes happen. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, the show has just done amazing things since we came on last March. We had to change a lot. Uh, coming to you twice a week is difficult. Uh, you know, many of you know that I recently lost my job. And, uh, you know, it's just part of life. Stuff happens. I've had some other personal challenges and stuff, but, you know, ultimately I'm, I'm confident in myself. I prepared for a day where this might happen. And I can honestly say that, you know, as an unemployed person, I'm actually pretty well off. I don't want to say that I'm perfect, but there are many people who would not be able to have, uh, you know, certain things to fall back on in the way I do, and I'll be okay. And I don't want this to turn into a pity party. But ultimately, thank you so much for, for being here with me, for listening to me. Um, we'll be back Thursday, and I can tell you this. We're just going to continue to move forward. We're going to continue to bring you awesome guests, insights, stories, things to really, truly benefit your life. And I hope you'll continue to share this with your friends. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you go listen to podcasts. And uh, let's just keep going. This on-the-run lifestyle isn't running away from something, but it's running towards something. And I'm honored and humbled and excited to do this together with you. As always, take care. Good night. I'll talk to you later. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like The Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends. 